On this week's episode, we're taking a break from grisly true crime cases to bring you a few stories of dumb criminals and laugh our way through a review of the beloved classic Home Alone. So finish booby trapping your house and meet us in the pod shed. We're two bottles of wine deep and talking about home invasions. everyone welcome back to another episode of thc true hollywood crime i'm your host mariah this is your host bailey Hi ho neighborino <laughs> <laughs> where are we podcasting from b the most comfortable spot <laughs> i can ever imagine besides your own bed well yeah we are not in the pod shed we are not not only are we in my bedroom we just said fuck it we're in my bed we upgraded big we time. sure did we yeah. got the twinkle lights and the pillows and the warmth and the everything I just couldn't, I was too emotionally unstable to handle the pod shed with its cold, rainy atmosphere, <laughs> possible spiders. Right, it, it's mirroring our own emotions in the weather. <laughs> and now like, you know, our wine's in the fridge. It's just, a, you know, not a few feet away, but no, a but few we have yards our, away. We have our bellboy on hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have possible special guest when he has to bring in wine later. You guys stay tuned to see um how was your week started off on a real low really shitty but then today ended up working out pretty good so that was nice what happened today that was so nice not much (laughs) and that's why fantastic right what did i tell you earlier that i was really made the mistake of letting my guard down thinking Mm -hmm. that the end of this year was going to be easier at work for some stupid fucking reason and that totally backfired how dare you disrespect 2020 like that it came back for you it really did how dare i and yeah so today was just nice and quiet things were smooth i did have to yell at a handful of people but that's fun that's therapeutic exactly yeah and the points that i'm bringing up are completely valid we have a new policy coming in force on monday and so I just tried to, like, I decided to just try the new system, just to play around with it and see yeah. how it works out. Totally fucking failed on me. Oh, shit. So Lord knows my tech back office people, they got an earful. <laughs> Which, by the way, when B gives someone an earful, it still sounds like the nicest. Right. I know. <laughs> I just really need you guys to understand the where you, I'm coming from. Please <laughs> do me a favor. At your convenience, if you can. I really don't want to bother you, but please make sure my shit works. Uh, technical difficulties. Last week, our mics cut out, and um, it didn't cut out much. But For your benefit, it probably cut out some. Well, you know how I like to think about it? Because we did... The torture and murder of Sylvia Likens, and it was fucking brutal. It was there was so much to the literal yeah. worst, mm-hmm. which I think we've named something literal the literal worst Every before. Time, but but yeah. this was absolutely awful by far. So the part it cut out was, in my opinion, one of the worst parts of Agreed. the whole case. And so I like to think that it's possibly the spirit, the spirit of Sylvia. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I've had a fucking enough. Yeah, and we, she cut we out our mics. Talk about that. And so um, I'm not even going to tell you what part it cut out. We're going to respect her privacy mm-hmm. and I'm going to roll with it. I'm yeah. going to say for Sylvia's sake, you don't need to fucking hear it. And you've probably already heard it if you're a true crime person. And if you want to, you can Google it. Or yeah, watch the movie and just take hey, it did from you, there. Did you know there's a second movie? Why? 
<laughs> are you fucking kidding yeah me? but it's like a real movie it has like ellen page in it and i believe it has the lady from 40 year old virgin in it as her um whatever as gertrude okay and i had seen it and because of the title of it i think it's called an american crime okay i had assumed because I didn't read the actors or anything. I had yeah. assumed it was like an episode of a TV show. Yeah, I could see that. And with I just, a title like that. Yeah. And I just blew past it to the girl next door. So B Crap. hated the girl next door. It, yeah. She gave it a half skull review. But there's a second movie out there, a more current movie. What's fucked up about me that now I kind of want to watch the second movie? Well, I feel like the other, I think because it's a legitimate movie, it might yeah. do a better job. It uh, might not be blowtorching so, uh, vaginas right. for no fucking reason. <laughs> Seriously. Because they use their names. They yeah. they use their actual Sylvia and Gertrude okay. and whatever. So yeah. I feel like it might be a more credible movie <laughs> with real actors in it. Of course. I get stuck. With <laughs> the fucking trash bag version. Oh, my God. That makes sense. And it works for our show. So. I know. But I feel bad because, I mean, it's like we said, even if you kept it to just the facts of the case. Yeah. It's, it's still going to be fucking horrific on its own. So even if they did it exactly like the case of Sylvia, it's still going to be a awful movie, like a yeah. hard to watch movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's a well done movie. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. I have some notes in my Sharkhead notebook here. What are we doing? Follow ups? No, no follow ups. I was just writing down notes of things to talk about since I never have anything to talk about anymore. Well, I'll tell you my story. Oh, let me hear it. So I read in the newspaper that we were about to go under restrictions, right? California's getting locked down. Yeah, another another big lockdown. So I just assumed that meant parks and all that, right? So I take by to the park after school. And I told her, I'm like, we can't stay for long. I got to go home and make dinner still, blah, blah, blah. We get there. And of course, she immediately makes a friend. Yep. Little girl is amazing. She's like five. They're running. They're playing. They're so cute. And um, her parent or whoever that was there with her was super cool. We kind of just gave each other eye contact. And we, we just knew that if they went one direction, that they were his responsibility. And if they went the other direction, they were my responsibility. Yeah. Right. Within eyesight, you know? Yeah. And um, so I'm watching them run and play and out of nowhere, like I didn't even hear this woman coming. There's a woman standing beside me and she has a hand knitted little gnome and a Christmas tree. Oh. And she looks at me and she's like, are those your little girls? And I'm like, well, I'll claim responsibility for one of them. Wait, isn't an old lady? Did you say? Yeah, she's older. I'd okay. say like 50s, 60s. I'm trying to picture her. Yeah. Right now what I'm picturing is the lady from Home Alone 2. No, well, pigeons in the park. I mean, okay, fine, whatever. So I'm like, y'all claim responsibility for one of them. And she's like, I've been coming to the park for the past couple days looking for like a little child that I think should have these. Oh, right. And I guess her mom knits a handful of them every year. And she goes on to tell me that whatever background, like where gnomes come from, like Norwegian, whatever, right? Okay. That's what we're going with. Whatever okay. folklore they come from. I guess instead of reindeer pulling Santa's sled, it was these gnomes. Wow. Strong gnomes. Right. And then I guess it's like a thank you. People were supposed to leave like a little pad of butter like on their porridge for them or whatever. Well, I guess if you didn't leave the butter, they would slaughter your cows. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
So this woman that I don't even know who approaches me with these fucking hand-knitted gnome things. And a hilarious story. Right? And this story that is so perfect for me and That's my amazing. child, right? It's right up our alley because she loves all those like Brother Grimm tales mm-hmm. and the Hans Christensen, whatever, like all of that. Yep. And so for her to give these to us and I take them home and you know how ecstatic I am to show Nick (laughs) over the moon. Right. And I tell him the story and he dead ass looks at me and he's like, why do I feel like this is the beginning of a horror movie? Right. Like you just invited this doll into our house and it's going to like come to life in the middle. Like why would this lady pick you of all the people, all the kids that's and so then funny. tell you this story? Yeah. Because that's just the vibe you give off, right? baby. It's the kinship or whatever. We're twin flames, but... Yeah, he's like, this is the beginning of the end for us. It's 2020, and you bring home a fucking gnome, and you're telling me it's not going to murder us in our sleep. Well, that makes more sense, because 2020's <laughs> fucked me over so bad, the first thing I thought of was that they're just dipped in coronavirus. There they've you go. They've just been no, exactly. sprayed right. with coronavirus. <laughs> they've just been coughed on. And <laughs> Her mom is just full of the COVID. Uh-huh. And I bring it into our home. That's so, so funny. <laughs> I love it. That's my story of the week. Fantastic. Um, super cute though by the way they're adorable yeah it's the best we um let's see what have i been doing nothing uh first of all book review i hate that fucking book you gave me i couldn't get past chapter two and i have not read it santa cruz it's so awful and i feel bad because i know mary higgins clark is a very respected author well it's not her right it's her daughter well no i read it it's a collab so they did this this was like early 2000s she's still alive Mm -hmm. and i guess they did a collab on like a a few strings of books i talked to my mom about it because my mom's read everything by mary collabs are never good including this one oh i'm sure and she's like she told me the the main protagonist right away and well yep and she's like yeah any book that has her in it is like super cheesy okay i'm like okay yeah. so i guess for this book series may or whatever they really jump off the like lifetime okay end of the yeah, yeah, yeah. pool it's written so cheesy i can't <laughs> fucking read it i love it but i appreciate it All i right. appreciate the thought yeah it is the thought that counts. Right, I had the, yeah, the heart was there. I can't read it. That's the best. I love it. But, um, so. Probably get you in the mood to want to read something good, Okay, though. so we, I took my kids to the park the same day you took Violet to the park. Yeah. And it was probably the same park, which is so funny because mm-hmm. we were just there at different times and yeah. we had no idea. But I hit up the little. And you didn't get the no- the gnome lady. <laughs> I did not get the gnome lady. I was there earlier in the day in all fairness. Yeah. I was there at like, a, like 12. Yeah. Anyways, I hit up the little library like mm-hmm. I always do. Fuck you and your... My gnome lady. Your stupid cursed gnome lady. <laughs> My COVID gnome. <laughs> I went to the little library that they have there. And I... So, okay, B. What's one of my all-time favorite movies? Oh my God, that's the hardest question in the whole world. Okay, we'll just start guessing. Harry Potter? No, not Harry Potter. <laughs> movies, not books, movies. What's, uh, it's probably a movie that you've never watched. Oh, great. <laughs> and it's one of my all time, like top five favorite movies. The Notebook? <laughs> I fucking hate The Notebook. It's like we're not even friends. Oh, well, that's why I'm like a movie that I've never watched. Okay. I refuse to watch that movie. I don't know. Silver Linings Playbook. 
<laughs> with Bradley I could Cooper. never, could never have thought of that movie. And Jennifer Not Lawrence. In a million years would I have thought of that movie. Is one of my all-time favorite movies. Okay. Okay. I've never seen it, and now I have to, to figure out why this is a You're going to hate it. Of You're course. not going to like it at all. Oh, God. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Anywho, I've put off, it's based on a book. Oh. I've put off buying the book on Kindle because it is one of my favorite movies. And to be quite frank, because it's such a popular movie, like even on Kindle, the book's like $20. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not paying for it. I like the movie well enough. I don't need to read it. Guess what was, it in, was in the, the free library. little library? That's, that's right. Well, that's cool. The day after I decided that I'm not reading your stupid fucking Santa Cruz book, mm-hmm. the book I've been putting off buying forever shows up. And so far, so good. It's like the movie, but more exaggerated. Yeah. Because in the movie, um, <laughs> I almost said Brendan Fraser. Oh, my God. Bradley Cooper. Amazing. How great. Is playing like a guy getting out of like a mental hospital. Okay. And he's like spiraling and he's a touch crazy, but he's like even crazier in the book. So mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to read. So that I think is your benefit is if you read the book first and then watch the movie. I don't know that the movie can ever quite hold up to the book but if you watch the movie and then go back and read the book first that's always my theory yeah i always like to actually see the movie first because then i enjoy the movie yeah and then it's like you can have a different take on the book it's like for instance the da vinci code like i saw the i read the da vinci code and and angels and demons Mm -hmm. and those were great books i know some people take have a lot of like they no, don't like, like them. them or whatever yeah. but i liked them yeah, i liked them and then i made lou go see the movies and he had never read the, read books. the books and i was a little jealous because he was super into the movie right. and he like i already knew all the twists that were coming right and tom hanks is a terrible fucking mm-hmm. what i can't remember the, his character's name but they should have really casted somebody else tom I've, hanks is not no i totally agree a good version of that character absolutely so um i was a little jealous and i was like oh yeah well, i should always just watch the movie first. i felt that way about girl on the train because mm-hmm. i had read it and then watching the movie and watching nick's reaction to it yeah. how he was just so blindsided by all yeah. the twists and turns and i was like really jealous i was the said. opposite of that because i watched it first but for me it was um was the one with ben affleck or his wife is a fucking psychopath oh gone girl gone girl yep i read gone girl no, no, no. I watched. No, I read Gone Girl. And then and watched it. I dragged Lou to it during Giants baseball playoffs. Oh, God. And I can't believe I even got him to the movie. Yeah. And like the first half of the movie, he's checking his phone, rightfully so, because the it Giants are in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. And then it's like the twist. And I was just waiting for the twist, waiting for the twist, yeah. waiting for the twist. And then it finally happened. And he almost stood up. He's like, what the <gasps> fuck? Like hella loud in the movie theater. And I was like, yes. yes. I love got that. him. I love it. By the way, I whatever, no spoilers, but we might do Gone Girl one day for a certain case. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so we're trying to do little things to make us feel better to get us through 2021, and one of the 2021 things to get us until <laughs> get us to, 20, to 2021. Got okay, gotcha. And I, you can't tell right now because it's dark, but I completely gutted my walk-in closet in my bedroom, <gasps> reorganized dusted oh i'm so jealous looked for my social security card still can't find it (laughs) what is wrong with us i'm the same way i lose all the important shit i have all my families yeah i just lost mine right no like i'll tell you where nick's wallet is where the keys are but i lose my marriage certificate and my social security card yeah (laughs) 
So at some point, I'm going to have to go back to the office, the whatever yeah. place you go. You can refill mine too, please. Oh, you know I will. But I was really hoping that if I gutted my closet, I'd find it. And, and then I the second not. you get the new one, you know you're going to find it. I've looked fucking everywhere, dude. Yeah. Well, then what do you think could have happened? I don't know. Yeah. A oh, ghost. Well. I'm going to blame it on a ghost. Well. Anywho, that's one of the things I did this week. Love it. I'm still keeping up with making my bed, tidying my room, but I gutted my closet, cleaned that out. It was very so cathartic. Good. It felt great because that's been weighing on me for weeks. It's been like just totally it's a total downer where it's like you look at that one project and, and you're, you're like, like i have to do it i have yep. to do it i don't want to do it so i did it and it's fucking done and it's done and it feels great what else have i been doing reading i hate the book these are all the checklist guys clean the closet check hate bailey's book check reading this new book check i watched happiest season on hulu ever heard of it Yes, we watched it too. Did you like it? I did. I loved it. I thought it was super cute. Nick enjoyed it, but it was one of those movies where it's hard to watch because you're feeling the embarrassment or like the emotions for the people. Secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. Is the worst. And it was very. He, he like felt tense and awkward yeah. for them. You he like could cringe. feel it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Kristen Stewart's. Uh, character is a fucking saint what are you an angel oh, i, I would have been gone so day one i've been like and I, well i would have never showed up. as soon as i never would have gone if you guys don't know happiest season is a holiday movie a christmas movie it has a lesbian couple <laughs> as the main couple which i thought was great it's very yes. refreshing love it um <clears throat> but they're going back home to one of the women's families for christmas for the first time Kristen stewart's character hates Christmas for a variety of reasons. She finally relents and says, yes, I'll come to your family. Her the, her girlfriend's family goes all out for Christmas. It's like a huge deal. And so she's like, fine, I'll go. They're in the car on the way. And her girlfriend drops the bomb that like, I know that you know that my family's a little conservative, but also they don't know I'm gay. And also, can you not only pretend that you're just my roommate, but that you're also straight? Right. Just a by the way. Yeah. No big deal. I've been like, it felt very, a little get out-ish, but for gay people. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Because the same thing happened on their car ride <laughs> yes. home to her parents' house. Oh my house. God. That's amazing. Anyways, I, um, I liked it a lot. But yeah, I would have been that. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as we got there, I'd be like, mm, I'm out. I'm going home. Yeah. Because it's one thing to pretend we're not a couple, which I already would have had a big problem with. But I'm not going to just pretend that I'm not who I am. Absolutely. It's just not going to happen. Absolutely. And big names in that movie. Huge. Dan Levy. Mm-hmm. Rose Byrne. Brian. I can't remember how to say her last name, but she plays the older sister. Wait, are you talking about the girl from oh, no, that that's, Seth Rogen that's movie? That's Allison Brie. Allison okay, Brie, I sorry. was like, wait, I know Rose Byrne, and no, that no, is no. not Rose Byrne. Allison Brie, my bad. That's okay. Yep. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, shit. The chick from Parks and Rec. Yes, Audrey. Uh, Plaza. Plaza. Mm-hmm. My husband's love. Love her. He, mm-hmm. He'd leave me for her in a second. Mm-hmm. But only if she's playing. Um, I don't think he'd actually. That character. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he actually cares about Audrey Plaza. Yeah. He cares about. The chick from Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec lady. Mm-hmm. Which I. Listen, I agree on both right. fronts. And then I don't know who the mom is, but I've recognized I her in a lot of things. Immediately, as soon as we saw her, Nick was like, oh, my God, I love her. And I'm like, yes, I know. Yeah. So happiest season. 
I loved it. I'll probably watch it again. Yeah, it was, I was good. I was trying to scope it out for Lila to see if it was appropriate enough for Lila. I'm on the fence. What do you think? Yes. You think so? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's not like there was any heavy nudity or sex. No. Or just like kissing. Or yeah. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I'll probably watch it with Lila. Because it felt like an awkward teen kind of angsty, weird movie, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, okay, so this will all tie in, I promise. And I want to watch it with my mom. Immediately after watching it, I was like, oh, I can't yeah. wait to watch this with my mom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. I would actually rather watch it with Lila than my mom. Well. Just because I don't think my mom. My mom. That's d- what I'm saying. So that's like my equivalent is the way that I think Lila would feel watching yeah. it with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, my mom would like it, but I just don't think she would um, like it as much as we would. She yeah. wouldn't get it on the same level we would. For She'd be sure. like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. You know. Um, okay. So Dan Levy. Right? That's his name. Yes. Dan. Daniel. But yes. Daniel. Mm-hmm. Le- I'm so sorry, Daniel. I'm a huge fan. Daniel <laughs> Levy. Shits Creek. Yes. Which equals his mom is Catherine O'Hare, which is in the movie we're doing tonight. Home Alone. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sorry, more importantly, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. But I was just trying to tie it into Home Alone. I know, because in my household, it's torn. If you ask Nick, Home Alone. If you ask me, Beetlejuice. And if you ask me both, because I love both movies I the know, same. I know. Um, so last week was so heavy. And so intense on this podcast for sweet, beautiful Sylvia Likens. I still haven't gotten over it. She's been in my head for like two weeks now. It's, what it's happened rough. to her? Yeah. She's living in my head. I just, it's its a heavy one. Yeah. So we decided to go opposite this week and just fuck off for a whole episode of this podcast. Yep. We're doing Home Alone, <laughs> which is not a horror movie <laughs> at all. Or based on a true crime or at anything. All at all but and there's a crime there's multiple crimes yeah i tried to look up dumb robberies dumb home invasions, stupid criminals you get a lot online but it's a lot of like youtube videos and like compilations yeah which is fine but i didn't really want to do that so i just found what i could i pieced it together i also have a surprise for bailey afterwards <gasps> so we'll get into it because we've kind of talked about nothing for mm, like at least a half hour 40 M- minutes much now. ado about nothing okay fancy fans. <laughs> this okay. is what happens when we start okay. drinking the wine early okay. <laughs> listen guys it's a two bottle night tonight yeah it's usually a bottle of wine and then seltzers because we're trying to keep it together right <laughs> that's it that's i've already drank two seltzers before b even showed up mm-hmm. we're already almost a bottle of wine deep it's happening we haven't even talked about anything relevant <laughs> And we're laying in bed, so fantastic. This is all kinds of dumb criminals. Where do you want to start? I'll give you a couple of shorties first. Yeah. We'll start with... Some little teasers. Audie.com, where a robber, this is the story, a robber who tries to rob some bookmakers. You know what those are, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The people who are, like, in charge of illegal gambling. With his girlfriend's vibrator. Oh, Nikki Jex con- conceals his girlfriend's rampant rabbit sex toy in a carrier bag and pretends it's a gun during a raid on the land broke shop in Leicester. Lake- it's in England. Yeah. Y'all are going to Lancaster. <laughs> no, it's not Lancaster. It's Leicester. Okay. Lake, whatever. December 27th, 2007, right after Christmas. Oh, OK. 
A member of the staff of the branch handed over more than 600 pounds in cash when he pointed the bag at her. The robbery was captured on CCTV inside the shop. The surveillance camera records Jex striding into the shop, brandishing his weapon minutes before the staff were due to close for the day. He pointed the item in the carrier bag at the cashier and she immediately assumes it's a firearm. But it was his girlfriend's vibrator. The cashier retreated behind the counter and he turned the imitation weapon on the shop manager demanding cash. She then handed over another 613 pounds and Jex made his escape. But there's a customer in the shop, Wayne Vacani, Vacani, and he follows him outside. Jex, of course, goes first stop. Where's your first stop? Local pub. He goes to his local and that other um, customer, Wayne, follows him inside where Jex is showing off, Mm -hmm. flashing his cash. Mm -hmm. But he leaves behind his hat, which is then taken by police and tested positive for his (laughs) DNA, which he also left at the bank or whatever shop he was in. Mm -hmm. And he got caught. Amazing. So there you go. Don't just use your girlfriend's vibrator to rob places. And I love the way it was described, the the rampant. I think that might be its actual name, oh. the rampant rabbit, because it was in capitals. Oh, I'm going to look that up. This later. is an episode where I'm copying and pasting at this point. Yeah, no, I love that. The okay. rampant rabbit. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's just the rabbit. No, because they... the whole time I'm waiting for the thing to go off. Like Me this, too. Yeah, to start moving. Mm-hmm. Which, have you heard about that at airports that happens oh, in course. airports where... <laughs> Of and then, like, course. the bomb team gets, yes. like, called in. Yes. Well, you want to hear a funny story about Megan's grandma? Literally all I want to hear is this Megan we went to high school with? Yes. Fantastic. So her and her family, maybe it was for a holiday. I don't oh. fucking know. They're all in the airport getting ready to go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And her grandma, of all people, is the one that they pull aside and they start going through all of her shit. <laughs> And they find a giant Ziploc bag full of a white powdered substance. Oh, no. She had to bring her own coffee creamer. Oh, my God. Because she was afraid they wouldn't have it. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is so something that would happen to my parents. It'd be, it's ridiculous. Amazing. Right, isn't it? So, yeah, it's always, it's like the poor little old women with their coffee creamer. Or, like, I even remember... My grandma got in, like aggressively patted down one time when we were traveling. I'm like, she might be a little drunk and handsy and loose, but that's going overboard. That's so funny. So yeah, I totally I feel for those people in the airport when their vibrators go off. Well, and I didn't I didn't copy and paste um, this one, but I did read one where people broke into like basically junkies were trying to rob. I think a house where they I don't know if they were robbing it for money. But then they thought that they had found drugs, like a oh. big Ziploc bag of drugs. Mm-hmm. What it, In all the things, what do you think it was? Powdered sugar? Nope. What? Um, a loved family member's remains. Oh, ashes. Cremated okay. remains. Okay. And they snorted somebody's Ew. poor mother's ashes. So what? They thought it was heroin? I mean, they're fucking high. Who knows what they thought it was? I I don't know what heroin looks like. They could have thought. I know what cocaine looks like. I know. That's why I'm trying to think of like what would be that color. All right. And then there's these two dickheads (laughs) who are going to try to rob an apartment and they need a disguise. 
So what do you, to disguise their faces, the first thing they thought of, they grab permanent markers oh, and start drawing their own disguises. Totally. Mustaches, yes. masks like raccoons. Absolutely. And it looks a fucking mess. Of course. So this is Matthew McNelly and Joey Miller. Um, they try to rob an apartment. Some lady sees them and she fucking calls the cops because they're like, uh, two assholes right. with painted faces are trying to rob Seriously, two asshats are just walking around here. <laughs> in Carroll, Iowa. And they get into a white car and leave. And then the police spot a 1994 oh, white Buick Roadmaster with two assholes with their <laughs> fucking faces scribbled on. It's a pretty <laughs> open and shut case. Um, Dude. All right. How many days did it take me to get that fucking lipstick off my face? So long. And they use permanent marker. Listen, when you're on methamphetamines, nothing makes sense. <laughs> Actually, everything makes sense. Right, but everything. It makes you look like an asshole. Exactly. It made perfect sense to them at the time. <laughs> They're all, it's perfect. Draw a mustache, draw some fake some glasses. Some whiskers. Yeah. They'll never know. <laughs> fucking idiots. All right, the Herald Sun. Doc, this is all leading to like. What people uh, yeah. say is the real life Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Okay, so this one is the Herald Sun dot com. Anthony Prince and Luke Carroll, who are both from Byron Bay, northern New South Wales, um, make headlines around the world for their bumbling 2005 armed bank robbery in the scenic snow skiing paradise of Vale, Colorado. Ooh. So they're from Australia, but they try to rob... Vail, Colorado, which, B, you can tell people, that's like a really fancy place, isn't it? That is the bougie of the bouge. Mm-hmm. Right? That's like where the Kardashians go to but ski. But isn't that also where Dumb and Dumber ends up? Probably, which was also a bougie-ass fucking event that they ended up at, right? Right. Yeah. So that's what they call mm-hmm. these guys, like, the real-life Dumb and Dumber. Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah. So the 19-year-olds are on a working holiday in the U.S., when they storm the West Star Bank with BB guns, oh. they steal 132,000 US dollars, which in Australia is 203,200 Australian um, monies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you have in Australia. I'm so sorry. The kangaroos. They, um, okay, so during the robbery, Prince and Carol wore name tags from the Vale Sporting Goods store where they both worked at the time. Yeah. And they did nothing (laughs) to disguise themselves or their Australian accents. So they just. (laughs) I wonder who it was. Um, They're also regular customers at this Mm -hmm. bank. Um, So with their accents and their identities, they figured out who they were. Fairly quickly. Hours after their heist, Prince and Carol went on a buying spree with their stolen money, handing over $11,000 in cash to a jewelry store to buy, I'm sure, some bling bling. How long has it been since anyone said bling bling? (laughs) That's how old we are. We know the term bling bling. They raised eyebrows when they tried to buy one-way tickets to Mexico in cash. And then Prince and Carol also took photographs of themselves in a public restroom posing with their stolen cash. Okay. Which I'm assuming for, when did this happen? Did I say? Uh, 2005. So I'm assuming that's for MySpace pictures that they were taking. Sure. 
you should see the pictures. It looks like Malibu's most wanted. It looks in a fucking bathroom. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Absolutely. What are they wearing? Picture somebody dressed in 2005. Yeah. Baggy. I. I. One of them is like a baggy white T-shirt with some sort of bullshit brand logo on it. Yeah. Probably some sort of mall chain. Uh They're holding them. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Oh my god! I can't. It's crazy. The photos discovered by police on digital camera became key prosecution evidence and were released to the media. So you guys can definitely Google it. It's pretty funny. They're arrested at Denver International Airport where Prince had $4,500 stuffed in his shoes and $9,000 in a money belt. What's a money belt? Maybe it's a fanny pack. I'm picturing a fanny pack, but smaller clipped onto a belt. Yeah, like a little wallet size, maybe. Mm -hmm. And being held in a cell at the airport, the pair tried to flush $800 down the toilet. I don't know why. What's the point? (laughs) They already caught you. Seriously. Carol is currently being held in a low security section of the Allenwood Federal Correctional Center in White Deer, Pennsylvania, and is due for release on July 29th. And Prince was released from Allenwood on February 19th and immediately taken into custody of ICE, then subsequently flown to Australia. So I think they mean this year, 2007. I honestly don't know. No clue. Doesn't matter. Don't know. Don't care. Nope. I don't care enough about this episode to Uh-oh. even check. Exactly. No so, follow up. No follow up. <laughs> we don't give a shit. <clears throat> all right. This all leads to the Metro News in my favorite country, which is not the United States. No. It's England. Yeah. Have I ever been to England? No. Do I feel like I would love it and fit right in? Yes. Yes. Um, I'm really wasting my time married with kids in America. I should be single in England, but I'm not. 11-year-old Brayden Smith is home alone on a Friday morning in... Wait, what the fuck? Just kidding. This takes place in America. I just oh read Oh, my it. God. I love it. I love it so much. Oh, my God. I just read about it on a British news site. It takes place in America. And well, and to be fair, like she said, we appreciate the British culture. Don't try to save me, Bailey. Don't try to bail me out. (laughs) We love it so much more. We'll just pretend. (laughs) All right. Where are we? I read about this on Metro News, which is a uh, British situation. And remember, I only only read the, the Daily Mail. That's true. I won't read any local news. I only read Daily Mail. So, but this takes place in North Carolina. Okay, then USA. Okay, second best country. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you, America. Eleven-year-old. I thought so because Braden is spelled B R A Y D O N. The whitest name, <laughs> most ever, American right? name possible. Braden. I just picture butter sandwiches and Braden. Braden. White bread. Their bologna sandwich. <sighs> Braden Smith is home alone on Friday morning in Mabane, North Carolina. He's actually on the phone with his mom when a burglar breaks <laughs> breaks into his house through a window. The burglar is 19-year-old Jatavian Deshaun Hall, and he finds, Jatavian finds a pellet gun in the house when he breaks in, and he... Aims it at Brayden and orders him into a closet. 
But what Brayden knows and Jatavian doesn't is that pellet gun is not loaded. Hey. So Brayden decides to fight back. Fuck yeah. He tells WTVD, quote, he went into the living room. I should do it in his accent. He went into the living room to grab my phone to make sure I didn't call 911 or anything. And then Brayden grabs a machete off yes! the wall and hits him repeatedly on the back of the head. Damn. Brayden had bought this machete with his own money that he <laughs> saved up his allowance. And I, I don't know why he bought it. Probably for hunting. I uh, No, because, for chopping wood. Well, and because machetes are fucking cool. No, but you can't chop wood with machetes. Can you chop wood with machetes? Like branches. I literally don't. Re- That's my basset hound. Do you yeah. hear him? <laughs> Fred? Yeah, Nick uses it for like um, the roses and like the palm. I feel like that's and- why Brayden saved one. But I don't know why he would actually. Whatever. Because machetes are badass. Brayden saved You're up his money. You're an 11 year old boy and you don't want a machete? To buy a machete because they're badass. We get it. We're with you, Brayden. We love our machetes. Fantastic. So. His dad, Christopher, his dad, Christopher Smith, said that he had taught Brayden to fight back after the family's house had already previously been ransacked. What? On an earlier occasion. What neighborhood are they living in? So recalling what he told his son, Christopher said, quote, hold on. Christopher said, quote, if they come in the door, you let them have it. (laughs) Always have your <laughs> sorry guys. I can't. Always have your kids prepared for everything. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hall has been charged with breaking and entering, second degree kidnapping, and interfering with an emergency communications, as well as assault on a child under twelve. Damn. He went to the hospital after the attack with minor injuries. Police are still looking for two other people that they um, suspect are involved. I would like to say, good job, Braden. We're proud of you. Good job on the choice that you made of choosing to like spend <laughs> your allowance on something. Somebody. Machete is amazing. <laughs> Great choice. We are on board. We are glad you are safe. We are glad that you fought back. I feel like from what I read <clears throat> that the charges pressed against Jatavian I, might be a little harsh. I agree. That might have been a lot. Considering he got macheted to the fucking back of the head. In North Carolina, where he broke into a white man's house and then a white 11-year-old boy fought him off. I feel like the charges of breaking and entering, second-degree kidnapping, interfering with emergency communications, and assault on a child under 12 might be a little harsh considering how he's the one who got hit with a machete and went to the hospital. Yeah. But whatever, you know, regardless, that's the person that they regard currently as the real life Kevin McAllister for fighting back. So I love that so much. There's your bumbling criminals, some in the U.S., in the U.K., some in Australia, some apparently in the U.S. Right, Some in imaginary places. (laughs) No, I said all the right countries, asshole. So why don't you tell us about this crazy movie we've never heard of, Home Alone? Whoa. I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. <laughs> A little known film. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going to try to blow through it. I did save um, some fun facts, though. I tried to do some kind of research, I guess. 
Yeah, I'd right. love some fun facts. And you know, there's a actually a fun documentary on Netflix where they go like behind the scenes about it too. Oh, cool. Um, I will say this is definitely the first time I've watched it since having a child. Really? And I watched it with her. Fun. Right? I figured why not? Mm-hmm. Um, we all sat down and tried to watch it together. She probably made it, I don't know, like halfway. I was going to say, when you're dealing with small children, like three-year-olds... Tension span. You almost want to just fast forward to the good shit. I know. Just fast forward to them trying to break in on, was it Christmas Eve? Right. And let her see the like slapstick stuff. Exactly. That's the good stuff. But she did enjoy seeing Kevin like go crazy in the house. So that's true. That's also the good stuff is like wiling out. Yeah. So I'm like, fair enough. Let's just go through it. And I will say before you get into it, um, my kids, my 10-year-old and 8-year-old love it. They've loved it for years. When do you think they started to really appreciate it for what it was, though? Um, like six? Because figure we, Kevin's eight. Or like seven. Yeah, Kevin is eight years old. I think to truly appreciate it for how good of a movie, we're talking seven or eight. Okay. Um, Which is when I probably loved it the most. Yeah. Well, I might have been a little bit longer, younger because I remember watching on VHS at my grandparents' house when I was like five or six yeah. and i watched it over and over and over again mm-hmm. but you know it might have been the it might as well have been the pioneer times Ex- back then we had nothing <laughs> like, we were yeah, working right? with fucking nothing we had no internet we had no cell phones yeah. we had no youtube so i had this home alone movie. on vhs um king ralph on vhs and um the last unicorn that's all i got there you go so um i loved it but my kids probably a little bit older probably like six seven eight yeah my point is, is um, before a million years ago, before COVID happened, the last thing we did before COVID happened is we had a big sleepover and like this is right before COVID. Like I think COVID was happening, but we didn't know how serious it was. So it was like right before it like jumped off. Okay. And we had both kids had friends over for a big sleepover. I have a big living room. I have a huge couch. Everyone just, when we have a sleepover, everyone just kind of puppy dog piles in the living room, all the blankets, all the pillows. And right before they went to bed, I asked them what they wanted to watch. And they were kind of scrolling through and it's different age groups. So they were like kind of going back and forth and then they hit on Home Alone. And every single kid in that living room, yes, Home Alone, let's do it. And they got so excited, so hyped for Home Alone. They were so excited. I made them popcorn. Right. And I just loved that all these years later, that those kids, different genders, we had boys, we had girls, we had different ages, Mm -hmm. all collectively agreed that Home Alone was the shit to watch on a sleepover. Yeah. I loved it. That's so cute. It's the best. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so. All right. Do you want to pause to get wine? No, we have a bellboy. Your phone is right here. Stop yelling at me, Bailey. I'm sorry. I'm in my own bed. I might as well be sleeping. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's so hard. Like, it's so nice to be in this bed, but it's really contradicting what my body knows to do. All B and I want to do is put a movie on my TV right now and cancel the whole podcast and watch that. What is it? What was that um, Christmas horror movie we found? Was it? um... Fuck. Uh, whatever we'll look it up and tell you guys all right so the McAllister family is preparing to travel to Paris to spend Christmas with the family 
and the house is in pure fucking chaos. And literally watching it, it's my worst nightmare. Yeah. Right? Those first few minutes of the movie, my anxiety, if I was in that household, could you imagine? Mm-hmm. I would be in the fetal position. I would be hiding in a closet somewhere in that house. I could not handle it. But we have a police officer checking the neighborhood for safety precautions. Youngest boy Kevin notices something is off with this cop. And obviously when he smiles, he flashes his gold motherfucking tooth like a G. And that really catches Kevin's eyes. I do have a real soft spot for gold teeth. It's one of the very few things about my stepdad I like. And that list is very short. On that list is the fact that when he chose to, when he had to have, what are they, caps or crowns? Uh When he, he had to have actual dental crowns put in he chose for the like gold. yellow gold yeah, crowns yeah. and i just loved it or yeah. it always reminded me of home alone it always reminded me of a pirate which he very much wants to be a pirate absolutely no it's totally his vibe and i really wanted a gold tooth cap on my no canine no. just for fun because no. i thought it was cute no! and my no. husband put no. a stock to that shit so hard he's right. like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> Are you out of your mind? I don't know if we could be friends anymore. Just like I wanted the area code 925 tattooed behind my ear, the area code we grew up with. And Lou was like, are you fucking stupid? Do you know how much area codes change? She's like, you're going to get that now. And in 20 years, it's going to be a different area code. And you're going to be stupid. Anyways. Oh, my God. (laughs) My husband says that type of stuff with all the love in his heart. Of course. He's really doing God's work of stopping me from doing dumb decisions. We all need that person in our life. For sure. It's the why I married him. He's the only person besides maybe you who could like stop me in my tracks and be like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? What's wrong with you? That's how I feel about gold teeth, though. I love them. I love that. I didn't know that. That's and I love gold teeth. Yes, that's <laughs> so fun for me. Because yeah, he's like, what are you, a pirate or like but a yeah, cool no, outlaw? And it's a significant part of the movie. Like, it keeps coming back. Because so to me, I think like cool outlaw, pirate. Yes. My husband's like, no, you mean like tweaker? Yes. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> They're like, no, that's <laughs> not. Stop stealing the fantasy. Yeah. Oh, so the mom, poor fucking. By the way, is the wine in the freezer? Oh, fuck, yeah. Okay, it's fine. I'm just telling him. Oh, crap. Um, Catherine O'Hara. She fucking tells this cop, like, oh, yeah, we're going away. We're going to Paris. No big deal. So, obviously, we know this isn't a cop, right? This is our one of our thieves, our bandit, mm-hmm. hoping to rob them while mm-hmm. they're out of town. So, throughout the evening, Kevin is ridiculed by his fucking siblings and cousins. Like, they're literally the worst. They're his, so mean to him. His uncle, Frank, though. He's the, <laughs> the worst, which means he's the best to us now as adults. Right? Like, I would be him. Yeah. I would. I think he's funny now, but right. as a kid, I, I remember know, being like, God, he's such a dick. snarky. Just, oh my God. Whoa. Look at that service. Hey, speaking Howdy. of snarky. Guess what we got, guys? Ben's here. <laughs> Say hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. <laughs> and what did Ben just do for us? Bring us the cheapest wine that Bailey could find at the store. That was the only bottle I had in the house. Is it cooking wine? No. Yes, it's it just, is. It's white wine. No, I know I've had that before. It's great wine, though. Thanks, Ben. Love you. Bye. Thank you, hey. 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 hey, all all fifty fans, all thirty fans. Is Ben's awful? finally on the podcast, guys. We only talk about him every fucking weekend. Okay. 
Um, and he brought us wine, so. Uh, I know. He's quickly. He's the bestest. That was like friends. 30 seconds after I sent the text. I know. I'm I feel like he was waiting in the kitchen for the text message. He's just setting us up to miss him. <laughs> right? Like we're just going to want him back. Oh, what in the on the podcast? Yeah. Okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll I'm glad see. It's not a slushy. Okay. I'm a little disappointed it's not a slushy. So, I don't like a wine slushy. The evening turns into a physical fight between the older brother Buzz and Kevin, mm-hmm. ruining dinner. Buzz also an asshole. Uh, for sure. And that's his. That he's supposed to. The point be, he's an though. older brother, yeah. right? He's supposed to be an asshole. And so, Kevin gets sent up to the third floor, like guest attic bedroom. Which, by the way. And even when I was little, I thought this. I would have requested that to be my room. Oh, pimp. I understand it's the guest room. And he feels very, like, lonely and isolated up there or whatever. My dream. I would have loved my, that. It's the coolest room. My absolute dream. Because, like, you see the roof and you got a cool wind. I loved that room. Absolutely. I'm right on board with you. And just as the mom's about to close the door, he's like... I never want to see any of you again. Like, I wish you all would disappear, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, that's it. And fuck, man, as a mom, I'd just be like, well, sucks to be you. Like, kick the door closed. <laughs> yeah, I would have just left him and drank wine. I will say, though, as an adult, so like as a kid, I was 100% on Kevin's side. Of They're all assholes. Are. And that's why it's so crazy to watch it as an adult. Yeah. As an adult... Kevin's being a little bit of an annoying shit oh, yeah. as well. You know, he, he Everyone's deserves in the wrong. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle What's-His-Face is being kind of a dick, although I think he's a little funny now. Mm-hmm. The older siblings and cousins are definitely being assholes and, like, picking on Kevin. But also, Kevin's that's what you being do. a little bit like, of a shit. That's fucking family. He's kind of annoying. Right. So I love that during the night... It's almost like they set it up like it's the Christmas spirit or whatever causing the power outage. Oh, okay. Have you never, like how they, I've never tuned into that. Like the wind blows through the okay. wreath. Were you high it? when you were watching this, oh, Bailey? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I have what? never thought about that ever. And I've watched it one million times. I never thought it was the Christmas spirit blowing the wind to make the tree fall over on the power line. He wished that his family would disappear, and it's the spirit of Christmas. I hear you. Yeah. Nope. I'm with you. I'm going to watch it again, I'm sure, with my kids before Christmas, and I will be paying attention. Yeah. So, obviously, all the alarm clocks reset, and they don't work, and everyone sleeps in, and so they wake up, and it's panic. Here's where, so you were panicking at the beginning of the movie. Here's where my anxiety would be. Whoo, oh, the through trip the roof. would be canceled. Oh the my trip, God. That late for an international flight? Just, I would, oh Give God. Give me a sedative. Just literally knock me out. Put me in the luggage and ship me because I can't handle it. Can I tell you why I'm my dad's daughter? So as you guys, if you listened last week, my sister was here on leave from the Navy to visit our dad. And um, she on the flight over from Virginia to California, they had a four hour layover in Atlanta. And I was talking to my dad on the phone about this when, you know, talking about just whatever. Anyways, the point is. I was like, oh, my God, a four hour layover. What a fucking nightmare. And my dad's all, 
I would be blackout drunk by the time the next flight came. Like, Absolutely. There's no way they could give me a four hour layover. I wouldn't make it. And I'm Absolutely. like, yes, this is why we're like the same person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'd be so drunk at an airport bar. And I would, I'd miss my flight. And uh, do you know how much money I would spend? Oh, God. I would be shopping. Oh, my God. Drunk shopping in <laughs> airport? I would, right? The C's Buying kiosk F- alone. Okay, going through the duty-free shop. Yeah. Right? The, oh, buying yeah. souvenirs. Oh All the God. magazines. I'm such a sucker for magazines at airport. For Snacks. The, for the place where I never left the airport. Just for you know the town that I so stopped shitty? in. All the money I spent at the airport bar with the free peanuts, I would leave there, go to the gift shop, and spend $5 on the same bullshit Chex Mix peanuts. Yeah. And yeah. like, I could have just stayed at the bar and ate the shit for free. I know. We're ridiculous. <laughs> so funny. Okay. So back to ridiculousness. Um, so they make it to the airport. They're airborne. And that's when they fucking realize that they left Kevin home. <laughs> right? You're in the air. Okay, you're, you're but in, the mom. Let's really paint this picture. We are in Beetlejuice. Mom first did class. <laughs> yes, I know. Beetlejuice. Mom did ask she, if they had counted, which they did, and it was a mistaken count. Yes, it, the stupid fucking neighbor kid. <clears throat> but I have to say, Beetlejuice. Mom, Catherine O'Hara, is that yes. her name? Listen, I don't know. She has a million kids. That's How many lot. actual like Kevin there were, like, siblings 12, are there? There were 15 people all together. Yeah, but like her family, she has at least four or five kids. Yeah, I know. But I only have three kids and I would have had facial eyes on all three of my kids' faces before we fucking left Donna, for the airport. I know. Listen, your cousins, my brothers and not sisters' Not my kids, responsibility. That's your fucking problem. Yeah, not my, my responsibility. My eyes would have been on my children's faces before. And that's not like, oh, you're such a sanctimony and you're being so... Blah, 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 blah. No. no, that's fucking fact. Yes. That's for sure fact. I would have known my three kids were in the van. Absolutely. With me. Yeah. But whatever. I, I agree. All right, Catherine O'Hare. We got all the way to the fucking airplane is what you're telling me? Yeah, we're like in the air. Okay. In the air. In the air. So meanwhile, I'm drunk on a plane and I just realized my kid isn't there. Exactly. Right. Because this is, again, another scene where the fucking uncle just takes it to another level where he's walking onto the plane and he's like, champagne. Can I get champagne? It's free, right? (laughs) It's like, fill it up. No. And like holds the lady's wrist. Like, no, fill it up. Yes. Again, as a kid, he's a dick. As an adult, I'm like, yes, let's do it. Yes, that's right. right. I paid for this shit. I want all the champagne. Oh, my God. Uh, and that's the other thing I always see online is like, what did Kevin's dad do for a living? Or yeah. they say, always say dad. We shouldn't assume it's the dad. What did Kevin's parents do for a living? Correct. For that fat house, the fucking vacation to Paris right. with all those people. Mm-hmm. First class. So meanwhile, right back in Chicago, Kevin's fucking waking up and living his dream, right? Yeah. Mm. His family is gone. Mm-hmm. He immediately like looks around the house. He looks at the garage, notices that the cars are there because as a kid, you would think you'd be taking the cars to the airport, <laughs> not some fucking shuttle service. Right. And so he's like, I did it. And Violet loved this part because this is where he just went fucking crazy. Best part. She 
was like, why is he running around the house like that? Because he's like screaming and like throwing his arms around. That's all I do that even when my parents are here. What? (laughs) She's just like, what is what's going on right now? And eating all the junk food. All the junk food. Watching the gangster movies. Mm -hmm. Everything. Living. All the things he's not allowed to do. Exactly. Anything any kid would want to do. And then... Where does he get... Oh, that's right. Okay. Go ahead. This excitement fades pretty fast. hmm Right? Because it turns into fear when he hears a knock at the door. Ooh. Because as soon as his family fucking lands in Paris, they call the cops. Yes. And they do the welfare check. Yes. But Kevin doesn't know that. hmm So he flips and he goes and he hides. Right? hmm And so after that, he's a little spooked. Right? And so he <clears throat> notices, like, his fear of the furnace in the basement. Oh, that's right. The furnace is like a monster. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Buzz had told him that their next-door neighbor was a murderer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Creepy old man next neighbor. Yeah. Next-door neighbor. Old man Marley. Is he also the creepy old man from Now and Then, or is that a different creepy old man? I feel like it might be the same actor. Anyways. I don't know. Okay. Anyways. So trying to like overcome some of these fears he goes to buy a fucking toothbrush for some shit goes mm-hmm. to the store mm-hmm. but the lady the cashier starts questioning him and he f- freaks out and runs and he steals the toothbrush yep and in his hurry he bumps into um harry the one of the bandits mm-hmm. the, the cop from earlier mm-hmm and Harry. So Harry's the short one? Correct. Okay. And Harry. Dane DeVito. No, not Dane DeVito. Jesus Joe Christ. Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yes. <laughs> yes. Could you imagine the movie with the, Dane DeVito now? Would be amazing. So good. <laughs> anyway, and he flashes that smile with the gold, gold tooth. Tip. All right. And Kevin notices that. And even um, Harry's like, Marv, I think we know this kid. Like, I think we've seen him somewhere mm-hmm. before. Right. So Harry and Marv attempt to rob the McAllister house. Yes, because they, they've been casing houses. Right. But obviously Kevin's home and he turns the lights on and it scares them away. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but we swore they said they were going out of town. Yeah. So it's like obviously something changed. Right. Their kids home, whatever. Cars are in the driveway mm-hmm. or whatever garage. <clears throat> so they hit up the neighbor's house. And when they're robbing the neighbor's house on the voice messages or whatever is a message from Kevin's dad saying, hey, we're in Paris. Kevin's home. If you get this, like, go check on our kid. Yeah, because all the neighbors, because they live in a swanky fucking neighborhood. Where everyone fucking travels, apparently. Everyone's out of town for Christmas. Except for old man Marley. Marley. (laughs) Which I loved that that was his name because mm-hmm. it is very like um, <clears throat> Christmas Carol, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the fun facts that I read about. Absolutely, it is. Mm-hmm. And so now the two guys, Harry and Marv, they know Kevin's home alone. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, this is our chance. Before leaving the house, what do they do? I don't know what. They turn on all the faucets. Oh, right. Because they're the, the wet, wet bandits. bandits. Well, thinking, not they. Technically, I know. it's Marv. But because I was, Harry think Marv's is 
freaking. I was thinking of Kevin's house. That's yeah, why yeah. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the wet bandits. So they stop up the sinks mm-hmm. and turn on the faucets yeah. as they're like calling card. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also, is this after Kevin does the fake Christmas party? No. Okay. So they do. They go to check it out. And he's got how fucking clever was that? He's so he's the smartest. That's why we liked it as a kid. An eight year old. No. Putting where did he find these mannequins? Not my eight year old. Um, The mannequins. I don't know the he had like a Michael Jordan cut out, which makes more sense for sure. No, but there were like mannequins at the table and then like something. Where did you find the mannequins? Like one of those bodies that you would like use for sewing yeah which like even, a dummy yeah even that i would get but yeah like the mannequin pieces i just remember the michael jordan cut out mm-hmm. and that really made sense to me because i have an uncle who's only nine years older than me and i remember in the 90s him being obsessed with michael everything. jordan and the bulls and, and i could totally see him having a michael jordan cut out in his room absolutely right so that was one of the t- so they went the first time he turned the lights on. They went the second time he threw the party, the fake party where he was making all the mannequins and stuff move. And he right. had Jingle Bell Rock on. Right. So this time they go and they see him setting up the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And Kevin sees in the <laughs> ornament. And doesn't he just cut down one of his mom's trees from her <laughs> yard? Like one of her nice landscaping it, trees. The, the very top of it, yes. It's so funny. The very top of it. <laughs> and he sees in the ornament that they're peeping through the window. And so he's like, hey, dad, I need your help. Like putting the star at the top of the tree mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Good move. Which they know is BS. Yeah. But whatever. They got the idea. And the pizza guys already came. The pizza guy has been there twice now, right? <laughs> so at the beginning of the movie, he hits the fucking jockey every time. The the lawn every jockey. Every time. Every fucking he time. He slides out. And oh, nice. they ordered 10 pizzas for $120. Yeah. For $120 fucking dollars. Blue my mind 10 all pizzas. i think about is the price of pizzas in Could that movie you imagine the whole time i watch that movie all i think about is the price of pizzas mm-hmm. i see the stack of pizzas come in the door and i automatically think like oh so we're spending 500 dollars on pizzas perfect i know okay and then the second time is obviously kevin can't cook <laughs> right <laughs> he's run out of food and he's on a budget and he doesn't want people to know he's home alone so he uses the movie the gangster movie angels of something mm-hmm. right to play out the whole scene to like scare him away but, well just to play out the whole scene but like well what are you here for and how much do i owe you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And he sees him as an adult voice yeah he slips the money through the dog door and gets his fucking cheese pizza but yes he, the, the fucking pizza guy twice <laughs> Poor pizza knocking guy. over the lawn jockey um but kevin overhears their plans to come back that night, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Nine o'clock, right? Ooh. This is the night we're going to hit this house. This is the house they've had their eye on. This is the house they fucking want. It's mm-hmm. go time. Yep. So Kevin's like, fuck it. Let's find Santa. <laughs> right. Right. I, if we need anything right now, this we Santa's need Santa. This Santa's the best Santa, right? too, of all the movies. And so he gets to this Santa... And it's obviously an impersonator, and Kevin even knows. Still not it. going to the cops, though, huh, Kevin? Yeah, no, no, never. Santa, Santa, Santa. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, "Look, I need you to get this message to Santa, because I know you're not the real Santa, but I need you to get this message to Santa." And he's like, "I don't want presents. 
I just want my family. And the guy's like, all right, kid, and gives him some fucking Tic Tacs. Right, because he didn't have a candy cane or anything, so he got Tic Tacs out of his pocket. And so after that, he's walking home, and this part's so sad because he's, like, watching all the other families. Yeah. Right, gathering for their dinners. And And poor Kevin, if you think about it, he has no clue that his mom is freaking the fuck out like oh, his losing her mind. like his whole family's worried but his mom in all fairness to Catherine o'hara is freaking the fuck out from the minute she realizes he's missing she doesn't stop. she's on a one woman mission and I will, to get back to chicago and i will get to that i don't just yeah i know but i was just thinking about kevin in that I in know. those scenes of like he sees those families and he probably thinks does he really think his family disappeared or maybe yes, no he thinks he wished his family gone I for as smart as he is he's a little dumb i know Right. I would think that my I would probably figure out by now that my family left without me. But I would be concerned about the fact that they haven't made contact yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Because isn't aren't the phone lines down or something? No, because he uses the phone. Right. So why wouldn't they just call him? Call the house. Oh, my God. What did we just unplot? Like, <laughs> what is this? Why would I would they just, just, if they I was, call all the neighbors, they call the cops, but no one calls Kevin. Because I remember their lines being down. Well, but yeah. that was their power lines. Right, but it came back. Yeah, he had to order the pizza. He watched TV. Why didn't they just call the house? Because <laughs> that would be my concern as a kid. It's like they left without me. And because they left, like, the last time he saw them, they were fighting. Just be like, Kevin, are you home? Call the cops. Call like, the police. Get- call anybody. Here's yeah. our number in France. Right, find somebody. Oh, my God. Can I pee real quick what you think about that? While I think about this, while I just linger on this thought. Oh, my gosh. All right. So Kevin's feeling lonely. He's seeing all the other families on Christmas Eve. And then he walks by the local church and hears the choir singing. By the way, here comes my favorite scene of the whole movie. Right? Thank you. This is my favorite scene. It gives me chills. I remember it being super intense as a kid. It's always been my favorite. Yes. And it's also my, and I'm not religious. It's my favorite Christmas song. Oh, Holy Night, not Silent Night. Oh, Holy Night's my favorite Christmas song. Mm -hmm. No, it hits hard in this movie. And this scene is not only intense, like it's a little spooky, right? Because this is when he comes face to face with Mm -hmm. old man Marley. Yep. Right. So Kevin is sitting in the church alone, listening to the choir. Old man Marley's there sitting alone, listening to the choir. He walks up to Kevin and he says, Merry Christmas. Yeah. And oh, my heart just melts. And he's like, may I join you? And Mm -hmm. Kevin just looks at him like, okay. And right. And they just they go deep into conversation. Like, what are you doing here alone? Well, I should be asking you the same thing. What are you doing here alone? Mm -hmm. We get into what happened between Marley's family and the fallout with his son and how he's there to watch his granddaughter because he's not welcome for the holidays. And Kevin's like, well, that's some bullshit. Like, (laughs) you need to reconcile that ASAP. Like, I know what it's like to lose family. This eight-year-old yeah, <laughs> reasoning right. with this fucking old man about what it is to lose his fucking family. Yep. Because he's so he knows now. He's so old and wise. Right. And so after the intense, like, choir and the, the moment between them, the clock strikes nine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's got to get home. 
and he sets up all of his booby traps and he's sitting down and he's just about to eat his macaroni and cheese. It's like, I'm, I'm going to say Stouffer's. Right, whatever. Frozen macaroni and uh-huh. cheese. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, he's just about to enjoy that. And um, the guys come. And so we got to talk about the booby traps, right? Yeah, I there, I did see an article online where it was like, could you sur- like the likelihood of surviving the booby traps in Home Alone? But I didn't n- click it. Not even like surviving them. You're eight years old. Coming up with them. What the fuck was that hook thing that he puts on the doorknob to heat it? That is a barbecue starter. And I know this because my stepdad uses it. To this day, Bailey. Okay, so I've never seen one in my life. So if you have a charcoal barbecue, yeah, um, you could get the probably the like ready to light charcoals like my husband gets, mm-hmm. where it's like they instantly catch on fire right, and then you right. let them die down. Okay, or you can get the old school regular barbecue charcoals like my stepdad gets, and then that thing heats up and you put it on the charcoal and it starts the like slow burn of your charcoal wow see so, never seen one. i knew exactly what it was because yeah. my stepdad still uses it because he's a fucking dinosaur nope never knew it nothing mm-hmm. blows my mind and the fact that he would even know how to use it i think you just plug it in but pl- okay so just plug it into like i think so okay wow my stepdad plugs it into an extension cord to his garage damn yeah so Mind. he probably saw it in theory if his dad uses one, he, he probably would sees know. Him, his, his dad used it all the time. Blown. Awesome. Okay, there you go. Where did he find the bucket of tar? <laughs> I don't know. I, I had always assumed because he was in the basement that they had it they just for have... like home repairs. Yeah. Just even though they seem like the family with enough money to yeah. hire people to A do any home of repairs. Tar and like um what are the not like shingles but like no no you're right they're shingles they're or, like roof tiles yeah or roof there shingles. we go i was gonna say roof tiles so okay, they're probably yeah. together yeah okay hear me out not do it yourself but they had to redo their roof mm-hmm. and this is the extras that yeah. his dad or parents or mom had already paid for and so you're not just gonna like give that up like you paid for that shit you don't keep it for like future repairs okay because I think, don't you, in theory, when you put the tar down and then the roof shingle? Yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, I know Nick could do it a thousand percent. I know I wouldn't be able to, but to secure the rope from the third story window mm-hmm. to the treehouse. Yeah. For the yeah. zip line. Yeah. Nick and, and Lou could have done that. Yeah. Lou could have done that shit as an eight year old yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. My eight year old couldn't do that, but <laughs> Lou as an eight year old could have. Yeah. It was the eighties. And the blowtorch. The blowtorch one, now we're getting a little tricky. <laughs> the blowtorch and the tar and the, it's not even tar, it's like glue and feather. It's, it's caulk. Caulk and feather. Yeah. Now we're getting a little tricky. Yeah. Uh-huh. But all right, yeah. fine. Amazing. But yeah, the other stuff I could see happening. And then my next point would have been, and then the minor injuries that they got, not even from the booby traps, mm-hmm. even before they enter the house, each of them, fucking Marv fell down the iced concrete steps like a million times right and then um harry pesci's character right he went down the front steps yeah. multiple times before he burns his hand and then he gets go- burned all over the place yeah right he gets burned he gets set on fire so like concussions alone and burns so here's some here's some of my problematic booby traps who's the tall one marv yes 
Marv um, injures his feet on the um, ornaments. But that's just, you put those ornaments there just assuming that he is going to be barefoot. Right. So you're assuming that his shoes he came off in the tar. already gone. Mm-hmm. And that he didn't just take his shoes off and carry them. Right. So I, I just feel like that was a little, you know, presumptuous of Kevin. And then the micro machines in front of the stairs. Right. They didn't see those micro machines for real. Right. They just ran straight into him. Right. You don't think at that point they wouldn't be walking with Ooh. some caution? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Those are my two problematic. Yeah. And the fact that as much as Kevin did right and correct, at the end of the day, what saved his ass was like, the he just lucked out that the spider was on the stairs. Right. Because Marv had him. Yeah. And he just lucked out that Mr. fucking Fuzzy hey, Feet. Oh, sorry. I thought you were jumping into something else. I'm like, we're not there yet. But no, yes, I'm just saying he's lucking feet. out that yeah. the spider was there. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead. So, anywho, <laughs> after they basically go through every trap he has in the house. Cat- I really like the paint buckets, by the way, that knocks their teeth out. Uh-huh. Good point. Yes. Because not it didn't lock, knock any tooth out. It knocked out his the gold, gold tooth. tooth. <laughs> so Kevin runs upstairs, calls 911, but talks about, he tells them that the neighbor's house is being robbed. Yeah, why does he do? Oh, because he ends up at the neighbor's exactly. house. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And then. Which what? Okay, again. Right. So, so then why didn't you just call 911 at the beginning of the uh, night? No. Shh. Okay. So he zip lines to safety zip lines to his treehouse <laughs> and he runs to the neighbor's house entering from the basement and the basement is flooded uh-huh. from their prior because it had already been hit up by correct. the wet bandits mm-hmm. and he thinks he's escaped like he thinks he's so fucking smart but as soon as he opens up the door obviously our wet bandits are there and they hang him from the coat hook on the back of the door. And I do remember this part being a little scary when I was a kid. Absolutely. I was like, ooh, because he, he threatens to bite his fingers off. And for a good fucking reason, this is terrifying. And I have a fun fact about that scene. Okay. So just just you wait. I can't wait for my fun facts. Because I still have a surprise for you, too. Don't you ooh. worry. <laughs> So, distracted by all the thoughts of everything they want to do to this little boy. All the torture they want to, this eight-year-old boy. They have no idea that old man Marley has already walked up right behind them and knocks them the fuck out. Yes, Marley. snow shovel. Yes. Right? He takes Kevin home. The cops show up. They're like, oh, thanks for leaving the water on, you fucking douchebag. You fucking idiots. Because now we know that you're linked to all these local burglaries that have been happening in the area. Thanks, Marv. Yeah, good job on that one. Kevin wakes up. It's Christmas morning and no one's home. Nope. His wish didn't come true. Nope. But then Mm -hmm. we hear mom... His mom gets home after her fucking struggle. Oh, my God. Let's just talk about. I can't. No. It gives me too much anxiety. It makes me want to rip my Boom. skin off my body. So already the night before travel. Mayhem. Right. The morning. Anxiety is already up. The morning of 
sheer disaster. Just worst case scenario. Like you said, we would have already canceled the trip. Right. Worst possible scenario. You're in the air. Oh, my God. You're literally in a plane. And I'm not a good... Neither one of us are good flyers. We're already fucking... My anxiety is through the... I would be drunk. You're trapped in a plane above water thousands of of miles away and you realize you left your baby your youngest child <laughs> listen i'm not being dramatic when i tell you i'd rather fucking die no you i'd left- rather just just end it just no, you stop. left your baby at home <laughs> no days before christmas <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so immediately as she lands she's just in fucking mom mode yelling at everyone 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 everyone's getting yelled at running people over knocking people over <laughs> yelling at everyone in the family barking orders oh fuck that family tearing all go f- get fucked right tearing phones out of people's hands just like the minute uncle frank looks at me sideways he's no. gonna catch these hands right oh my no, god no 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 so she sends all of her family to literally go on with their trip like right. leave me here I'm going to find a way back home. If nothing else, and I know she handles it much nicer and classier, but for me, if nothing else, like, get out of my face. Mm -hmm. Like, get the fuck out of my way so I can figure this out. Because could you imagine you're trying to figure it out, but then you also have other kids and And a husband and everyone else to worry about? Can you just get the fuck out of my way? Just leave. So I can figure this shit out on my own? Mm -hmm. Please. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Right. And then I love her bribing the older woman with all of her stuff. all of her shit her everything. rolodex anything on what's her. a rolodex right? she's like anything her watch her earrings anything. all of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like literally take anything off of my body the I old lady care. was ready to go for it too and her husband stepped in and was like we're getting on the plane right until she pulled the mom card like just put yourself in my position yeah and then that's when John Candy steps in. The best. The best. The polka kings of the Midwest. Exactly. <laughs> and saves the day. Do you have a fun fact about him or can I, I say do. it? I do. Okay, fine. I'll leave it. Yeah. Well, okay. we'll see. Okay. Okay. Um. So, yeah. And then that's why she makes it home just minutes. By the way, uh, in case you guys have no idea what we're talking about, which I'm sure you do, the polka kings led by um, John Candy rent like a U-Haul. Like, not even a van, like Correct. a moving truck. Right, that they all sit behind. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so then she's stuck driving to Chicago in her well, with her polka mates. Mm-hmm. But still, she's moving. She's getting there. She's doing something. What's the worst part of the movie? What's the worst piece of irony, the part that makes me sick to my stomach and makes me want to burn the whole house down? I don't know. The fact that she went through all that anxiety, all that heartbreak and turmoil to get to kevin oh just and then the family shows shows up up second two minutes later yeah literally two minutes later the family from paris shows up yeah they fly right back Mm -hmm. i know it makes me want to fucking throw up burn the whole town down i know absolutely i'm there with you (laughs) but anyways so again like i've mentioned i haven't watched this movie since becoming a mom Mm -hmm. and the scene where kevin and his mom, like, embrace. Did you cry? I fucking lost ah! it. I fucking <laughs> lost it. Oh, my God. It broke me. I'm like, oh, my God. If you guys don't know, this is your PSA right here. If you don't have kids, having kids will melt your soul. <laughs> it will give you feelings you never knew that you had. 
Everything makes me cry. Well, that's true for Bailey. I was already <laughs> that way before. I was already a crier. No, but this B shit never cried. No, before. this shit hits me on such another level because, like I said, from episode one of the podcast, none of this has ever come from a point of view of the parent. Mm-hmm. It's always been me. I'm an only child. I am very selfish. I am very focused on me. And so now that I have a child and I have to focus on somebody other than myself, and now I can watch these movies and realize there are other people in this world. Oh, my Lord. It's really opening me up to new things. Yes. And new feelings. It's good for you. And new experiences. And they're really hard. That's really, that's what really, honestly, that's the difference in who we are. And, and that's the whole difference in our friendship boils down to that. Mm-hmm. B's an only child. She's never had to think about anybody besides herself until now that she has sweet right. Violet. It's always been me. I've always been the oldest sibling. So I've always said, hey, badass big sisters, right? Yeah, we've talked about it. We, I have, I have younger siblings that I have helped raise. And I don't mean like, oh, I pitched in every once in a while. My parents were both addicts. I had to literally physically help raise my siblings. So it's just we're very different people. Yeah. That's why we work so well. So it's so funny because all these new feelings for Bailey, all these new discoveries. I'm like, yeah, I felt that when I was like eight. I know. I I was there, dude. It's so so funny. I love it. Yeah, I'm losing it. I'm just like, oh, my God. (laughs) It's amazing. It's so good for you. It is. I know. And now I feel so bad for yelling at my mom. Oh, yeah. All these years. Because I just remember her like as soon as I want to say like my fifth birthday. I just remember like yelling at her for crying at a Disney movie. Like, stop (laughs) being such a pussy. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Right? And just like, stop having emotions. It's not that big of a deal. Bambi's mom deserved it. Like, Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. But yeah. So, right. Like like you just said, obviously, right after their warm embrace and their few seconds together, the rest of the fucking family shows up. God damn it. I I swear to God, I'd be fucking burnt down. I'd be so pissed if I was Catherine O'Hara. Oh I've gone how many days without a shower with my anxiety up through the roof and Dealing freaking out and gave in away the airport gave and away everything we owned that was on my body <laughs> and I <laughs> dealed with these oh poker people God. just for you fuckers to show up a flight all fresh and showered oh, I would kill them all I'd be like macarons I'd, I would lock myself in the my room for like 24 I'd be hours. like okay great Kevin's safe we're all together no blackout one. drunk time everybody <laughs> no one talked to me for 24 hours <laughs> for real Merry so, Christmas I love that Kevin keeps silent about everything yeah he's like mm. It was fine. Was like, and they were all so surprised because they all believed Kevin was such a piece of shit. That he They're was like, completely, wow, that, you right, survived? He's so incompetent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that we get that scene where he's looking out the window and we mm-hmm. see old man Marley mm-hmm. and he has reunited with his Yay. family and he's hugging his granddaughter and they wave, blah, 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 blah. And even though that's super cute, that doesn't make me cry. Mm-hmm. And then the movie ends with the famous line. It's like, Kevin, what did you do to my room? Because Kevin fucks. Oh, he fucked up, up Buck's room. His, yeah, fucks it up big time. Yeah, Buck deserved it. Yeah. <clears throat> so I want to start right now by saying I love that you just referred to him as Buck 
Isn't that his name? His name is Buzz. Buzz. Sorry. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But the only reason this movie even exists is oh. apparently is it's influenced because John Hughes, who wrote the, th- the thing, worked with Macaulay Culkin and John Candy on Uncle Buck. Oh, fun. And I he, love Uncle Buck. And they literally, he wrote the role with Kevin to be played by Macaulay Culkin. Oh, so he wrote it for him. Basically. Okay. And, and motherfucker wrote it in like eight days. Well, okay. It literally wrote the movie in less than 10 I days. I mean, it is John Hughes. Mm-hmm. And so November 2020 marked the 30th year anniversary of the oh, film. Oh, I love it. Again, marking our age. <laughs> also, we're old as fuck. Mm-hmm. It held the Guinness record Whoa. as the highest grossing live action comedy for 27 years. Holy shit. 27 of its 30 years. Listen, it earned it. Yeah. It's really an amazing movie. It got knocked off by Never Say Die in 2017. <laughs> Can you believe that shit? All right, fine. So if any of you don't know, John Hughes is the genius behind like Breakfast Club, Mm -hmm. 16 Candles. Mm -hmm. Pretty in Pink. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, John Candy filmed his part of the movie in 23 fucking hours. I know. This was my fun fact. Was was it? Yes. Yeah, this was what I saw. That's brilliant. That's fucking crazy to me. And did they talk about how it was almost all improvised? No. So they had John Candy for one day. He did not realize it was going to be such a long fucking day. When mm-hmm. he, when John Candy thought it was going to be one day, he thought maybe oh like eight to twelve hours. Like no, no. we're getting our twenty four hours worth, yeah. good sir. And they told him like, yeah, you're the lead of this polka band. You're going to give her a ride. And then like pretty much after that, John Candy made up everything else. So let me pause you really quick. Have you seen the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? 100 years ago and i couldn't tell anything about it so i've never seen it okay but apparently his character in this movie is based on his character in that movie well fair enough so there we go okay that's just part of my fun fact okay i just i'm such a big john candy fan i, I love that because his character is one of the best characters could in the you, whole no, movie could you imagine 23 fucking hours and it's almost all improv yeah he came up with it all hours. on his own Mm-mm. okay john candy we see you God rest your soul. Um, cousin Fuller, who wets the bed. Yep. Macaulay Pete, Col- Pete is Macaulay Culkin's younger brother. Oh Kieran. no no no, Kieran Culkin. Sorry, I was thinking of the his redheaded brother, Mm-mm. Kieran Culkin, who's a very talented actor. Yeah. And I would say nowadays a more successful, yes. talented actor than Macaulay was. Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, I know one of his brothers was um, the older Pete from Pete and Pete. Remember that show? Yes. Yeah. I watched that show. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Harry was supposed, who's played by Joe Pesci, was supposed to be played by Robert De Niro. Danny DeVito? Oh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. It wouldn't have been as good, but I I could see it. I I could see it. I mean, it's that same 80s era of like, you know, American Italian mafia guys. So I apparently... De Niro's who they had in mind. So when Pesci stepped in, at the time, he was making movies like Goodfellas. The best. And Casino. Casino's my favorite. Right? So this is his first, like, family type of film. Mm-hmm. Right? And he went full-blown, like, method oh. actor. Okay. Completely avoided 
Macaulay Culkin. Amazing. At all costs. Amazing. To make sure that he was as intimidating and scary as possible. Mm-hmm. He fucking bit Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> During that scene that we were talking with about, the fingers? where he's hanging, yeah, yeah, on the door, amazing, talking about biting his fingers off, he bit Macaulay Culkin and left a fucking scar that Macaulay Culkin has to this day. Yes, yeah. I would. I understand if you're eight year old Macaulay Culkin, that would be traumatizing. But as like an adult Macaulay Culkin, that would be so dope. And so that I read this, uh, it's like from an adult macaulay mm-hmm. Hogan interview so he's just like yeah that's just i love it yeah it's crazy i also in that documentary they talked about how joe pesci would golf every day and okay. so they would always have to they were always starting later than they wanted like if they wanted to start at 6 a.m let's say joe pesci was like no no, no i gotta golf, golf so we gotta start at 10 okay. and so then they would just start later for joe gotcha um the spider scene mm-hmm Daniel Stern only agreed to one take. Is that Marv? Yes. He saw he got one chance. Literally. One shot, one kill. Do you want to hear my story about a tarantula? Please. Am I an arachnophobic? Yes. I'm deathly afraid of spiders. Yes. Have been since I was as old as I can remember, a toddler. Fifth grade camp in Ca- in Northern California, Bailey. What do you do for fifth grade? As your big field trip. Is it the headlands? We go to the headlands. Other fifth grades go to other places, other schools. But you go to like a nature camp yeah. for like a week. Okay. And you go with other elementary schools and you like um, team up. So for instance, we were at a nature camp for a week. My school, I had a girl. I was part of a girl bunk. We partnered up with a boy bunk, right? Okay. And the, at least as far as I was concerned in the headlands at the camp we went to, our bunk was it like the person in charge was like a high school female student like okay. a, like let's say a senior in high school we partnered up with a boy bunk and so in charge of them was a senior male student right are you with me here and we did everything together we went on hikes we did this we did that one of the things we did was did you hold wildlife yeah. like snakes and bullshit yep I'm fine with everything. Snakes, lizards, rodents, anything you give to me, I can handle. And then we got to the tarantulas. Now, the leader of the boys bunk, I had the biggest crush on. I loved him so much. And I'm like, what, nine, 10 years old? And he's like 17 years old. Oh, my God. I loved him so (laughs) So hard fucking much and this is why i hate that i have a girl oh, i know terrified. all oh my god i loved him yeah so <laughs> it came time to tarantula it's time to so we're holding snakes yeah. no problem petting rodents great yeah it's time to hold the tarantula time to hold the tarantula and this guy i was like no none of the girls wanted to do it only the boys volunteered and this this boy looked at me and said you'll oh, do it come on mariah yeah. i thought you were the only girl cool enough to do it oh my god <laughs> i guess i'm holding a tarantula now guys right so <laughs> my I- vagina is telling me i have to do it <laughs> so i held the tarantula i let it crawl up my arm i kept my panic to myself even though i was Screaming. freaking out because they're like whatever Screaming. you do do not fling your arms and fling the tarantula because yeah. it'll hurt the tarantula so I was just keeping it tight, keeping it withheld, and then they, whatever. Right. So I did hold a tarantula once. And actually, I'm less scared of tarantulas than I am, like, regular spiders. For sure. 
They're like the golden retriever of spiders. Because they're so big and fuzzy. Yeah. You can see them coming. They're, they're not slow. like these fucking scary shed spiders. They jump at you. Yeah. yeah. No. So no. I'm actually less scared of tarantulas now. So thank you, cute senior high school boy who is in charge of our camp. Right. I appreciate you. But either way, Daniel Stern was like, uh-uh. I, I mean, I agree with him. That shit went on his face. Yeah. No, he was like, I'm giving you one shot. And they're like, that's fine. So he had to mime the scream though he he couldn't actually scream and that's like an iconic scream exactly really let them have it it. because it would have scared the spider oh right Mm -hmm. because you can't scare the spider they even told me that fifth grade camp you can't fling it you can't scream it would have scared the spider so that's dubbed in and Mm -hmm. i thought that that was so interesting because like you said it's such an iconic scene and scream and sound and everything so that's dubbed in um (laughs) the movie angels with filthy souls mm-hmm. is not real uh, yeah, it, yeah it's not a real gangster movie there is a conspiracy theory oh i love it to home alone really yeah okay about elvis presley yes okay okay right so, and i'm a big elvis fan y'all home alone came out 13 years after Elvis Presley would have died. Which sounds crazy because it feels like it should have been like 30 years after Elvis died. But that's just because I have no sense of actual time. Yeah. So some diehard fans want to believe that Elvis can be spotted during a scene. Stop. Where Catherine O'Hara is at like the airport arguing with the ticket agent. Wait, real quick. Catherine O'Hara? What's the name of the airport in Chicago? O'Hara Airport. <gasps> Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Where can so, you see Elvis? Apparently, there's a man in like a turtleneck and a sports coat that people swear. Yeah. Listen, this is where Tupac believers come in. I'm like, just, there used to be Elvis believers, and uh, then there, it became Tupac believers. For yeah. this episode, I felt like a conspiracy theory was needed. amen sister i felt like it was the spice that i needed to add should i google i'm gonna google right now elvis in should elvis in home alone i mean sure if you want to of course i want to i love elvis so i think this is amazing so do you remember so after um kevin goes into buzz's room and goes into his chest and finds all of his shit in the nudies finds the picture of his girlfriend though right Mm -hmm. woof yes so listen to this shit. Bitch, that ain't Elvis. Sorry, go ahead. That picture is a boy. Oh. Right? The producers thought that it was too unkind to put an actual girl oh. in the role just to make fun of her appearance. Yeah. So they used the art director's son. <laughs> Amazing. Which apparently he was totally down for, like he signed up for. Yeah, I would. Only for him to know that it would be the like Guinness World Record movie and that it's fucking famous. Yeah, but that's still funny. I think it'd be funny. But how sweet is that? That's not Elvis, (laughs) my guy. I googled Elvis in Home Alone. You, you gotta include that oh. in the images, yeah. and that shit is not Elvis. Like I said, Die Hard. 
<laughs> Those people are diehard dumb. All right, fine. Oh, my God. Maybe it is. What do I know? Oh. Why is Elvis pretending to be dead? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, all right. Are those all your fun facts? I think I got one more. Okay. Hit me. Um, Old Man Marley was not in the original script. Oh. Um, the okay. director, Christopher Columbus, mm. who was fucking epic. Also, I believe, directed a few Harry Potters. So, yeah, at least three Harry Potters, mm-hmm. so many movies. Gremlins. Like, Ooh, good. I could name so many amazing movies that yep. this man has made. Because I saw Christopher Columbus and I started laughing. I'm like, hey, 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 stupid name. <laughs> oh, you didn't know who he was? No. Oh, you had to Google him. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, just kidding. No, I knew who he was yeah. right off the bat just no. from Harry Potter alone. Because he picked up on Harry Potter number three, Prisoner of Azkaban, which collectively in the Harry Potter fandom is like a lot of people's favorite Harry Potter. Love that. Because it's like the first two are very like eh, fun, bubbly, Yeah, I want to say whatever. that he was like on the Goonies. Like I want, he is epic. Yeah, like, but he- like my point is Harry Potter number three is where it goes super dark. And that's where and I it love takes it. a big turn. Yep. And that's what I'm talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was written out of the original script, but per Columbus, they added him in to give the movie a little bit more heart. A little spice. Mm-hmm. Love it. So, yeah. I love it. it. Right? So, come on, guys. Good we job. Gave it to you. Yes. We fucking did it. We pulled it together. This is an episode. This is a whole episode. This is a long episode, this actually. We're on like a two hour. Because of ten- your breaks. Okay, so my surprise for Bailey isn't going to be that great of a surprise because she's already ruined everything. No, I mean, you did your research, so you, you did a good job. I have a Home Alone quiz. Mm-hmm. See what you can answer now that you've rewatched Home Alone as an adult. You ready? Mm-hmm. This is from BuzzFeed. Ooh. How old is Kevin? Eight. Yes. What year was the movie released? 1990. Oh, my God, guys. She's on fire. John Hughes is the director. Yes. No, the he's n- no. yes. Well, he's not the producer. He's the writer. Right, but is he is he the director? I don't know what a director is. To be sure, you just said who the director was. Was it Christopher Columbus? That's the director. Was the producer. What's a producer? The person who pays for it. Oh, okay. See, I get confused with who these people are. So sorry. I don't I get confused. That's why I failed us. <laughs> okay, so no, he's not the director. No, okay. Christopher Columbus is the director. Thank you. Where is the family going on vacation? Paris. Is Kevin the youngest child? Yes. No. He's, oh. The youngest child. Of that family, I thought. So. I didn't say of that family. Oh, in the oh of oh no, no, he's not. You're right. You you did not say of that family. And if we were in the movie <laughs> Scream, and they were asking me who the killer Friday the Thirteenth, right? Buddy. I would have just fucking died. So a hey, hey, I give that to you. You are correct. He is not the youngest child. Wait, we gave it to Buzzfeed. This is there's a question. What causes the family to oversleep? Power outage. Which caused. The alarms to stop. Yep. Like I said, Christmas spirit. What? Are, that's right. Christmas spirit. Funny enough, BuzzFeed didn't have that as their answer. Weird. <laughs> when are the robbers planning to break in? Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. 
What type of band does the mom hitch a ride with? Polka. Yep. What is the name of Kevin's neighbor? The creepy neighbor. Yeah. Old man Marley. Girl, you are acing this quiz right now. Except for not knowing anything about how movies are made. No, no, no. You're acing it. What does Kevin accidentally steal from the store? A toothbrush. Yep. What food does Kevin order for takeout? Pizza. What kind of pizza? Cheese. That's right. What's the first movie Kevin watches when he's home alone? The. What's the name of it? The. Angels of. You're getting close. Filthy. Yes. Filthy Soul. Yes. Oh, God. Angels with Filthy Souls. Okay. I'm like, Angels (laughs) of Filthy Souls. Yes. The Angels. Only two more. What's the robber's calling card? What do they do to be known? They're turn on all the shit. The wet bandits. The sloppy slick. The sloppy second. Well, what do they do? They stop all the faucets to flood things. Right. They leave the water running. Yeah. Bonus questions. Not that she needs them, guys, because she aced it. What are the names of the robbers? Harry and Marv. And what are they known as? What's their alias? They are the... the wet bandits. Hey, Bailey. Hey. You aced the quiz, B. High five. Yes. in my life I've ever aced. Oh, my God, you guys. Because I'm like test dyslexic, I swear. I, I graduated cum laude fucking <laughs> 4.0, but not because I tested that way. I fucking had to earn that shit by doing extra credit. I do not test well. What was our drink? The Magnum Cum Laude. No, dude, I fucking, I had to earn that shit. I do not like to test. I fail tests like crazy. B's graduation. I have test anxiety. From college, Lou and I came up from the Bay Area. Her parents were here. There were some other friends here in town. And every time somebody graduated magnum cum laude, the guy, the... The announcer. Is this true of every college or just this college? I, like, I well, I would know. I know. I've been to any other graduation. Every single time he would go, magnum, magnum cum, laude. cum laude. Like it was some fucking UFC event. And every time he did it, Bailey's dad, who looks just like Ed Kemper... <laughs> Would also do it, and it was hilarious. <laughs> and then we went out drinking because Bailey went That's to what we do. shock and awe a fucking party college, <laughs> a drinking school. And so we were partying afterwards, and every time we took a drink or a shot, it was the magnum cum laude. Yeah, it was, it was the best. best. Uh, what were we talking about? Mm. Oh, you can't take tests. Well, you aced that one. Good yeah. job. Yes. I'm so proud of myself. So proud of myself. I'm proud of you, too. We finished two bottles of wine. We finished two bottles of wine. We had a great time. This is a great episode. I think it was. For it to be a bullshit episode, you're welcome. You're welcome. This was fun. (laughs) It was the reprieve we all needed. It was a good time. I'll try to find some horrendous Christmas crime. There has to. It has to exist. Yeah, we got it. No, well, we got to do something real next week. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's like just a bullshit weekend, and then yeah, we actually will record on Christmas. Oh my lord, what will we do? Right? I'll have to find something to do with Krampus. Yeah, Christmas falls on a Friday, so yeah, we will record on Christmas. All right, well, stay tuned. It'll be great. Um, Bees look of the week. Yes, and my look of the week. Right, we're pairing up this week. We're gonna do um, Marv and Harry. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for us. It's perfect for us because B is tall and skinny like Marv, and I'm short and chubby like 
Harry. Is it Harry? Yes. And so great. We're going to dress up like them. I don't know what we're going to do, but it'll be funny. I know what we're going to do. Oh, wow. I got this. I got inspiration. Okay, girl. Um, And we got Ben. And we got (laughs) Benjamina to take pictures. You guys heard his voice earlier. You finally heard Ben's voice. Um, If you want to see that. Oh, first of all, how many skulls? Skulls, air quote, skulls do you give? Five. Five, of course. It's the best best movie ever. Yeah. Absolutely. If you want some other good. Oh, I forgot. I do have one fun story about Home Alone. So today at Violet School, they did a holiday themed show and tell. Okay. All right. Fun. Can you guess what she took? Home Alone? Oh, what she take with her? Yeah. The zombie 49er gnome? The, The COVID... The COVID gnome and tree. <laughs> what is that? That we got at the park. <gasps> oh, yeah. She took the haunted COVID gnome to preschool. Yes. Amazing. So when I picked her up from school today, I'm like, baby, how was your day? How was show and tell? And I asked her immediately. I'm like, what was your favorite part about show and tell? And she's like, my friend so and so brought the book Home Alone. <gasps> really? Yes. Yes. And I'm like, what do you mean the book? And I'm like, like the movie that we just watched. And she said, yes. But it's a book. It's a book. Was it a golden book? I don't. I mean, I wasn't there. I know. But <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> and she's three. Yeah. So you ask her. I don't know. But yeah, she was so excited. She was like, yes, it's just like the movie and this and that. We were talking about it. Love it. it. Yeah. And so now it's made her even that much more excited because we watched it. And now she has a friend who also knows about Mm -hmm. it because of the book. And now everyone else has talked about it. And it's going to go on and on and on. Yeah. A whole new generation. So I thought that was just the timing. Mm-hmm. so perfect and how fun that was that's so crazy home alone is going to go on forever it will of course forever yeah you can't you can't date something like that oh and i wore my ugly christmas sweater today which has like which violet pointed out this morning has all of our favorite colors oh because i like green and she likes pink mm-hmm. and nick likes blue and or purple and it has these weird fucking white, like, snakes with black stripes. And okay. To me, it's always reminded me of the snakes from Beetlejuice. Yes. Right? With the ones in the ground. Obviously, Catherine and O'Hara okay. being in Beetlejuice. And so when I drop her off at school and I was talking to one of the girls at the daycare and she's all like... I don't know. You're kind of giving me Beetlejuice vibes. And I'm like, yes, yes, queen. Bitch. That's what we're talking about. And I'm like, that is it. And then one of the other kids at school was like, I see race cars. And I'm like, well, no, I'm like, well, no, to be fair. I'm like, well, it's kind of nice to know that my sweater gives people anything they want. You look at it from a different angle and you get whatever. I guess. Get out of here, race car kid. We don't want you. <laughs> but yeah, I just I loved that. So it all lines up for me. Today was a very... I don't know. Good day? I, I wanna, Festive day? No. I okay, wanna, I wanna, fine. I feel like the, the stars aligned for me today. I don't know. Fantastic. Well, I'm there with you. I'm so happy. This has been the best episode ever. I might really do every episode for my bed because this is I'm basically laying down. No, now. we can't. This We're is, all the way laying down this in is bed madness. now. It's amazing. This is bad news. No, it's the best. What do you mean it's bad news? 
So if you want to see um, mine and B's look of the week, we're doing Harry and Marv from Home Alone on, I don't remember any of our social media right now. Because. THC True on, is that what it is on Instagram? No, yeah. THC Podcast on Instagram. THC Podcast. THC Podcast on Instagram. THC True on Twitter. True Hollywood Crime on um. Facebook. Something. I always want to say true Hollywood story and I always stop myself. <laughs> true Hollywood crime on Facebook. We are streaming everywhere, but iTunes, I swear to God, we're going to get there someday. And hey, guess what, guys? We're not watching Married at First Sight anymore. <laughs> nope. But we'll so, hey, there might be another show that we can know. all watch together. How about you leave one in the comments there and we'll go. watch it. We'll there tell you, you all about it. There you go. Leave right. one in the comments. We know you guys are there. We know you're listening. The listeners are there. We're getting new fans on our Instagram and on our Facebook page, which leads me to believe that they're also listening. Yeah. Why else would they be there? And we're appreciating each and every one of you. We so love don't think you go unnoticed. Drop hey. it. Drop us a hint. What do you want? We're Happy here. Happy Hanukkah, y'all. Hanukkah officially started. What is, no, remember, Chris Mahana, uh, Chris Mahana or whatever. No. <laughs> Chris, Chris Ma, Mika. No, is it Chris Mahana Kwanzaa? Wow. That's it. That's really good. I'm basing it off of the show The OC from the early 2000s. Of course you would. One of the characters celebrated Christmas and Hanukkah, and he called it Chris Mika. Yeah. No, we no, can no. throw Kwanzaa in there. We can throw anything in there. The point is... Christmas is not here yet, but Hanukkah is. So yes. happy Hanukkah, y'all. Mine clearly comes from a fucking commercial. Guess what kind of commercial? Gap? Close. Old Navy. I was very yeah, close. I know. You were so very, I know. They're same families. They're, they're yes. fucking cousins, basically. Yeah. So happy holidays. And if you don't celebrate the, hap- the holidays... Happy drinking. Yeah. Happy podcasting. Happy being here with us, listening to some fucking bullshit. We appreciate y'all. This is a long podcast, which is crazy because we didn't tell you anything about (laughs) true crime. But we appreciate you and we love you. And we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye. y'all.